Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I am so excited tonight. Uh, I'm so excited. We watched two of the craziest movies uh, you'll ever see. We're going to take a shot at the first one, then we're going to take a short break, come back, uh, talk about the second <laughs> one. Um, it sounds yeah. as if you're almost uncertain about how we're going to be shooting this first one. Well, what's so uh, uh, And quickly, I will just clarify, am I unmuted tonight? You are coming through loud and clear. <laughs> um, so what I like uh, most about these doing these two movies is that they couldn't be more different. Uh, mm. You know, so so we are definitely talking about two completely insane movies. Um, you know, yeah. in in plot, uh, in in subject matter, um, but they are completely tonally different. Um, the enjoyment factor in both movies comes from different places. Uh, it was, uh, it's a really, really good week, um, to have watched the movies before tuning into the show. Uh, you know, unless you don't care, then you'll probably at least enjoy the conversation because it's, uh, these movies were, were out there. Yeah, these are cutting edge kind of avant-garde type movies that are very, uh, different uh they're they're from different schools and they're definitely trying to achieve different things uh and are for different audiences for certain but they are very unique very standout very uh unapologetic with what they are doing and how they do it so that's yeah plenty to talk about yeah that's that's so true how like as they're you know kind of pounding through these um these these scenes that like you're just like what is happening they're not pumping the brakes they're not as you said unapologetic they're not they're not apologizing for what they're doing on the screen they're like this is what it is like it or don't like it yeah um and that's and that was very <clears throat> refreshing i thought um in both movies actually yeah, I remember hearing about them earlier in the year. They were at different film festivals, and these are definitely film festival-type movies. These are not films that are going to get wide releases at all. Uh, festivals are where you're going to see them, and they just recently hit streaming and are available for purchase uh, VOD uh, at your own home. So that's where we're able to find them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I just hit up uh, tonight's, the first episode. Um, we'll be watching All Jacked Up, and full of worms. Uh, I was able to pick this up on Screenbox, um, which is the the other Shutter. Um, <laughs> I, I personally am a, I'm a bigger fan of Shutter, but Screenbox has had a couple couple hits lately. They they picked up Terrifier 2 as an exclusive, um, and all jacked up, which was uh, which was pretty nice to see. Yeah, Screenbox. I don't know where it'll go. I immediately question it because it's a product of bloody disgusting and I not that I loathe or despise but I'm not a fan of bloody disgusting I think they're pretty hacky uh, if you can get through all of the adverts that are on their site to try to get to some of the news or information there's some good things there it's hard to glean that from all the uh, garbage that's 
abusing your face whenever you utilize any of their goddamn stuff. So, um, and plus, I think that the people that run it are a bit hacky, anyways, as just personas. Uh, it's just me though. I'm an uppity bitch about that thing. So, uh, they're not Shutter, but they obviously are getting more things. They've got Terrifier because Bloody Disgusting helped produce, produce Terrifier yeah. too. So. <clears throat> We'll see where they go. Look, if in general, it's a great thing because they're just going to be bringing more uh, films that are maybe subversive or underground to the forefront for us to view. So I'm all for it. I'm yeah. not bashing the fact that they're bringing these things to us. I'm all about that. So keep it up. I'm probably not going to like a lot of it, but I'm glad it is there for myself and for anyone else that they are a fan. It's awesome. Enjoy. Yeah. I- Actually, after I finished uh, All the Worms, or All Jacked Up, I had some time, and I uh, I noticed Screenbox had the original 1974 Black Christmas starring Margot mm-hmm. Kidder, uh, Lois Lane herself. Um, and, uh, yeah, I watched, like, the first half hour of it, and and I was in, you know. It's as good as Halloween or, or any of those early, early slashers. Um well, it was for the first half hour anyway. I'm not going to go and say Black Christmas is as good as Halloween until I finish the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll I'll finish that up soon. I'll let you guys know next week what I thought. Uh, all right. So, All Jacked Up and Full of Worms follows Roscoe, a seedy motel maintenance man, after discovering some powerful hallucinogenic worms. He meets Benny. They fall in love making worms together before embarking on an odyssey of sex and violence. This is not well written. <laughs> this actually does no. not tell you the plot at all. In fact, these things don't happen in the movie. I mean, uh, well, not all of it, but some of it doesn't even happen. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very, uh, it's also labeled as a comedy horror on IMDb. Yeah. which uh, I think both of those are extremely generous interpretations for the film that I watched. Exactly. Uh, I, would, I would definitely not It's call an experience. It. Yeah. It's not a comedy. You know, it's not a horror. Uh, uh, <laughs> there were... It I, utilizes elements of what you would find in comedy, what you would find in horror. It's much more akin to, like, the only... The closest film that I would say... There's a few things that are similar to it in as far as... In different ways. So I found similarities uh, to Mad God, where Mad God was very experiential, not really a lot to pick through as far as a, a structured narrative, right? Yeah. And then I felt it had the same kind of like a, a execution of style similar to The Scary of 61st, very underground, low budget. So do it, you know? Two things. First, I didn't. I I I texted you. If I told you I thought Scary of Sixty First was better, would you still watch this movie? <laughs> First, second, did you see that she's in the movie? Where she is? She's Which the blonde. One? She's the blonde. She's Roscoe's girlfriend. I have uh, looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Uh, Betsy Brown? Betsy Brown! (laughs) She's the girlfriend that goes down the rabbit hole with the filmmaker in The Scary 61st. Holy shit. Yeah. I swear, that wasn't the connection that I drew. I wasn't looking at her. It was just the way that it's done. 
It has that kind oh, of. Oh yeah, it oh, uh, it, I, it definitely felt like Scary at Sixty First. Filmmaking, yeah. you know. I, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this is just like Scary at Sixty First. And then I was like, that girl looks so familiar. And I just brought I brought up the IMDb and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is excellent. Um, so the one thing I'll say with this film is uh, any any inebriation that one is interested in uh, utilizing to watch this film is probably highly recommended. If you have uh, any hallucinogenics, if you drink, <laughs> if you smoke, do whatever, because it probably will heighten your experience with this film, because I think this film is meant to be an experience. Yes. Um, watching it in this lens of where we're going to be discussing it and reviewing it, and not under the influence of any other kind of way, it was sort of felt wrong to watch it in that manner. Uh, I think that I would have gotten a lot more enjoyment out of it had I seen it at a festival, you know, midnight showing with a crowd of people that were ready to just get their mind fucked with and be assaulted with some absurd imagery and, uh, and visuals. So uh, not having that kind of an experience, I think, takes a little bit away from it. And so I'm very uncertain with how to approach the film because and i also think you could either watch this film in two ways like either it is really intelligent with what it's doing and there's a lot of hidden meaning and metaphor symbolism with stuff uh or it's like hacky and they're just kind of throwing everything at the wall and like trying to be weird to for weird sake you know yeah so i explained this plot to um someone and they said to me uh, what's the point? And I was like, I was like, okay, well, for the writer director, I'm gonna guess that everything in this movie, every single thing, has a has a crazy weird metaphor, and he probably thinks that it's really cool. Um, but for your average viewer, um, I don't think this movie is worth, you know, dissecting to try and figure it out, like. You watch the movie, if you like it, you like it. If you were entertained by it, cool. If you weren't, that's fine, too. Just move, you know, move on. Yeah, I think that that's fair. Uh, and because of that, the way that I rate it is very um, middle of the road. I'm, I'm giving this one a 5 out of 10. Uh, I don't feel overwhelmingly positive about enough of it, but I don't feel overwhelmingly negative about enough of it to really say one way or the other. It's like, I think it's good at some of the things, but I also think it's sort of not for me and not my cup of tea. Uh, as much as I enjoyed some of it, I think a lot of it was borderline offensive and shock value for shock value's sake. So I landed at a five with it. I also gave it a five uh, for the exact same reasons. I, you know, there were scenes where I was like, oh, that was neat. There were scenes I was like, that was disgusting. Sometimes I yeah. said that was disgusting in a good way. Sometimes I said that was disgusting in a bad way. Uh, you know, I just I just couldn't. <clears throat> there wasn't enough good to overshadow the bad. There wasn't so much bad that it was unwatchable. Um, you know? Yeah, there's so many things that are going on that I can picture myself in a different time and place uh, where I'm at a different mindset. I'd be really into it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Where I'd be like, oh, this is fucking cool. And, like, you're you're cool and weird if you're into this. Like, you're my kind of people. And we can celebrate it and we're into it. Just like the characters are about doing worms. 
<laughs> right. Uh, like right. Everybody that should... kind of. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I would watch this at a party. I don't think I'd ever watch this alone again, and I wish I didn't watch it alone the first time. <laughs> um, uh, that being said, a little bit about the show. We like to give you these quick, succinct wrap-up reviews uh, without spoiling anything, uh, number one to ten, uh, one being low, ten being high. And then we move on to the second part of the show where we go a little more in depth and there will be spoilers. So, um, you know, stay tuned if you don't care or go watch the movie and come back. Uh, We've reached that point where we're moving on to spoilers for all jacked up and full of worms. So what do you think, Rod? Where do we want to start? I mean, I guess I just want to get into more detail about, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't under. I would like to understand. Uh, I've criticized films that we've reviewed before about the need for like a uh, a director's statement or how that's like asinine or pretentious or douchey, and I stand by that assertion. However, I would be interested in knowing what the director was going for or wanted to do with this because you know they've got a website uh, for sure. the film and it has a bunch of taglines from critics and people's responses after festivals, and it's kind of hyped up the, you know, no one's done crazy shit like this before, and it's wild, it'll blow your mind, it's disgusting, it's so subversive, it's so transgressive. That's all fair and valid, but it's like, to what end? Uh, What it reminds me of, there was an artist who was proposing a show at my university that I went to, uh, that I attended for uh, college. And they had a certain body of work. And my college happened to be a, uh, a Marianist university. It had an affiliation with Catholicism and, and things of that nature. So uh, the artist's work said one thing. They said, okay, we're going to do a show. The artist then sent all of the artwork for the show that was going to open the following month, you know, a couple weeks ahead of time so that it could be hung and ready for an opening. Mm-hmm. And he sent artwork that was the most offensive artwork you could imagine at a Catholic institution. This was imagery of Christ and other religious figures mashed up with pornographic imagery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. It doesn't really matter. They were beautiful artworks. They were sure. had like you know porno uh, ads or uh, images of pornography but using religious iconography hidden within layers of resin and color. And it was so beautiful looking, but you were looking at something offensive or awful. And whenever he talked about the work, because it was sort of like a bait and switch, it was kind of fucked up and disingenuous to do it that way. Uh, When he talked about it, he mentioned, at least in part, what was motivating him was the idea of shock value. And for me and many others, that took us out of it. Like, fuck you. That's cool. You made a, a, a fuss on some university that no one gives a shit about. Good for you. Pat yourself on the back. The artwork should have been the most important thing that you wanted to get out there, not the fact that you wanted to shock us with what was being presented. That's kind of a bullshit thing. So I'd be interested in what the artist's intentions were, the director in this film. Right. So it's sure. a long about ways of saying that I think in this film I'm interested in knowing because at face value I'm 
I experienced something. I'm kind of enjoy, I, I'm glad that I experienced it, but I question a lot of what I saw, and I would like to know the intent of why I watched what I just watched because it was so bizarre and uh, and confusing, you know. Sure, sure. Um, bef- you know, and before we get deeper into that, why don't we take a look at the website? Uh, flip over to it. This is wormsmovie.com. Uh, all gender yeah. and full of worms. We got a video here. I'm gonna mute it. Oh, it's just the YouTube trailer. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the poster there's, art there's is fucking awesome. That's what oh, drew yeah. me in. Oh, the poster art the is amazing. Text, the imagery. I mean, look at my fucking room here. I like the poppy colors. Yeah. So this is Benny receiving the uh, the baby fuck doll he ordered on the internet, which is the first piece of like. What the that fuck he am I watching? Ordered, yeah, it was an accident. It was an accident. He he just wants to practice being a dad, so he orders this doll, and it happens to be um, something that hopefully God does not exist. Yeah, <laughs> but they definitely uh, made a miniature actual doll for a pr- the prop. Yeah, and it's really yeah. Uh, I think that you know will malign an audience member right there and be like, yeah, this movie is not for me. I'm turning it off right now. Yeah. So then he meets this he meets this prostitute um, who you know he can't get it up because he's so he's so uh, messed up over what Weird just happened. And awkward. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, and she's the one who's like, hey, let's do these worms, and he's like, nah, and he gets out of there. <laughs> um, she turns out to be pregnant. This is a whole fucked up thing. We'll get to it later. Uh, <laughs> there's there's so much just weird stuff in this movie. Um, and yeah. and like you said before, it seems like <laughs> it's it seems like it's all for for the shock. Uh, you know, if there's a yeah, there she is. <laughs> if there is a uh, scary the sixty first. If there is an underlying um, allegory here, uh, we definitely definitely didn't get it on the first viewing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, well, part of it is I just watched this a couple hours ago. Sure, so sure. I'm kind of reeling, and I don't know, I, you know, part of me is like, I don't really care to sit and overanalyze it because I don't think it ne- is necessary. Like, it was an experience, but I think I would have had a better experience had I been trashed or something. Yeah. But, uh, or been with a group of people where we could like kind of like laugh or spitball ideas and pontificate about what this means and what that means. I think yeah. that would have been fun. Um so it's like, I, yeah, I don't know how to feel. Like, I can and try to read into the journey of things and some of the imagery. But, yeah, you're right. For the most part, it, it's – the first viewing, you're kind of just, like, uh, raw from everything that you just saw. And yeah. uh, and it is – it's it's a, it abuses your senses in a way that other films it, – it doesn't happen often. Uh, and the way that this one did was definitely uh, interesting because of it. Like, you know, I'll remember this movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a trip. It was, it was. Um, some of the quotes here. I thought the theater might be raided, and we might all be arrested uh, from Movie Maker Magazine. Right. I could, I don't think I could imagine seeing this in a movie theater. Or maybe if it was a packed movie theater, it would have been a fucking blast. Right. Yeah, like, I know. That's like why I'm, everybody like, I'm was like, yeah. Of anyone. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. That would have been awesome to see. I can picture watching this in grad school, 
with my friends and like, you know, being fucking high on Adderall and drunk and just like loving every fucking minute of it. Uh, that was like the days where I was getting three Netflix CDs, DVDs in the mail regularly. And I was just going through shit, eating it up. Uh, Robert Cargill has a quote on there. He's one of the uh, producers of the Black Phone. Oh, yeah, that right we here. Yep. Both enjoyed this summer. It's it's a unique movie, but it's definitely not for everyone. Uh, like the 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 sex doll that we're mentioning right at the top, like that's gonna malign an audience member. Someone's not gonna watch it because of that. And it's not a normal narrative structured movie. It, it's about visuals. Uh, the sound design, the music, the com, the com, uh, composition. I did love the and it's weird because you know it does has like the the neon lights from time to time. They have trippy sequences, sort of like a Fear and Loathing or uh, Big Lebowski-esque type montages that occur where there's influence of drugs and hallucinogenics going on where you don't know what's real and what's not real. And that really is kind of a, a throughout the whole movie, you're wondering, like, wh- what is any of this? Is this all a fever dream? Is this all – is Roscoe still on the goddamn floor, floor in the room? at the beginning, uh, yeah, yeah. Under his – yeah, uh, where he wakes up and says, like, I think I just killed my childhood – like what the fuck uh you don't know what to think you know you, so you're like it's like you know you shouldn't overanalyze I, I don't know i'm like i'm i'm stuck wavering between those two feelings like i want to dig into it and try to pick out things to to uh to hang my hat on as to what to take away from the film but i think also just the experience of that uh insanity is what's most important uh, not necessarily a, a coherent message or a meaning. So it's a weird spot. I, and there hasn't been a film that's made me feel that way in a long time because, you know, it's not... I, Ooh, we lost you there for a moment. Oh, maybe you're still... Oh, you're back. All right, the last few seconds, and you still might be... You might want to reconnect to the Discord... Definitely refresh the camera, at least. Well, well, maybe it's just the fact that I've got a lot going on. Oh, that's possible. Yeah, it could be your, yeah. your upload. Yeah, it's more than likely that. I'll just close down some of the other Twitch uh, chats not being as active, so that's fine. Uh, am I good now? Yeah, you're good now. Great. So, so like I was just saying, it's just there's. Uh, it was something to experience. It was fun, but I don't know really where I'm gonna take away from it. Uh, and so I'm just like middle of the road. It, I don't, I I don't think I'll ever recommend it. But I think if I ever got into like a a situation where drugs and this movie were involved, I might be down for <laughs> it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As, All right. I, I don't so, see. So if we're not gonna analyze it, why don't we? Uh, why don't we just talk about some of the the highlights? Um. Sure. For me, uh, okay, we get introduced to this um, this character, and like, it's a it's a white dude, but he's in white face with some like really bad maybe clown kind of mimey makeup. Uh, I think they called him the Clown King, didn't they? The Clown King, and then I uh, think they might have. Yeah, and he's uh, he's banging this Asian girl on a garbage can when we first are introduced (laughs) to them, (laughs) and uh, and Roscoe catches him. And he's like, he's like, what are you looking at? Uh, and like, he pulls out his little uh, box cutter, um, 
And so, so these characters we see a few times throughout the film, and then they become more prominent in the in the the uh, act three. Um, mm-hmm. And they're just they're just mischief makers. So I really enjoyed these two uh, specifically because um, they were kind of like the chaos. Uh, which saying that they were the chaos in a movie that's so chaotic you can't yeah, you can't yeah. really figure out what's going on. But these <sighs> two these two were the un un very unpredictable uh, in in what yeah they I were mean doing. and it's funny because they talk about you know that worms is the the drug of choice in this movie and maybe that's an allegory for whatever the fuck. Uh, and they talk about you can eat them uh, or you can snort them. Yeah. These motherfuckers are mainlining worms. worms dude. They're yeah. fucking slitting their arms open and they're putting them in their fucking body. <laughs> like, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And, like, I feel like these two <laughs> characters were, like, the uh, the end product of Roscoe and Benny uh, and Dennis, eventually, as, like, right. the ones that are just virgins to the to the lifestyle so the, of doing right. worms. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and Dennis. Like, something what will come of you. Dennis was such a great character. <laughs> so they're yeah, then, at, at, at some point, you know, uh, Benny and, and Roscoe are just hanging out, having a good time on worms, and they they pop into this hotel room that uh, I believe Benny thinks the prostitute is in. Um, but they open the door, and Dennis is, is this uh, tubby older gentleman, and he's in the. Uh, He's in his jacuzzi or whatever with like a a martini or something, and um, yeah. he's like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Hey, you guys, you want to hang out?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "You want to do worms?" Like, "Why did you say so? Get in here! I love getting fucked up." <laughs> and then they're like, all three of them are in the hot tub on worms, and like, so Dennis, this this rando just kind of joins their uh, their journey, and yeah, yeah he his was... reaction to when Benny's like, "My." child died drowned today and he's like oh my god really man you lost your kid today jesus he's like he's like really about it <laughs> he doesn't understand it's, it's a doll it was like, a doll that he thinks you know yeah the doll he's, got he's thrown uh, in the ocean by uh by by the the dude oh in the this by the old the, he was yeah, the the pimp uh, he was the pimp of the prostitute Henrietta, but he was also the guy that was talking about in the narration uh, yeah, on the, over in the, uh, of, of doing worms, and doing going worms. On the, yeah. the trips. He's always and on his, TV. The, that whole thing was really funny because the way that he was talking about his experiences, he's like, there was a giant purple worm, and he said to all the other worms, he's mine, leave him alone. Yeah. And he, it's like, it's like the most, like it was, there are parts of it where you're like, yeah, this is comedic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How well, insane when, it is. And that's he, fair. All right, so, right, so, you know, Benny wants a kid and couldn't make it with the prostitute because he was so distraught about buying the wrong doll. So she actually ends up pregnant, and then in this scene where they're on the beach, the pr- the, the pimp comes out with the baseball bat and the prostitute's chasing him, and he, she just starts be- he starts beating Benny, and he's like, he's like, you, yeah. you knocked up my biggest money maker, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's like, well, you know, they they didn't even have sex, and first of all, that happened today, like as far as you know, as the viewer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's just it's just absurd. It's, and and yeah, then later in the movie, Benny's like, 
how could you be pregnant? I didn't come in you. Like, and it just, like, matter of fact, like, dumb statement. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah. It, yeah. But and she, the way she, he says it's like, okay, okay yeah. he's not a complete moron. And she says that she, she wants it to be him or something like that. Benny, I want I want it to be you. Um, yeah. I mean, then it's just a, uh, wow. But then she starts it's hitting memorable. him and, like, she's just hitting him and insulting him. Like, like you're the worst. You're the worst person I've ever met. And then in the next scene, they're, like, making out again inside of a worm sack and covered in goo. So there's, like, it's it's so hard to describe, <laughs> um, you know. I know. This, this is a just just kind of go watch it and and lower your expectations before you get in there. <clears throat> and then you'll have a Yeah, and, like, yeah, put it on at the end of the night after you've had uh, gone to a party or had drinks. Like, I feel, feel like inebriation of some sort is a benefit to watching this movie, uh, for sure. I'm having a little bit just to talk about it because I just feel like it's a, it's more palatable. Like even now, I am having more fun talking about it with you. Right. I think that we would have had a really good time had we seen it together. Uh, because we were just like, well, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Well, thank uh, thank God it's one another with how to interpret it, you know. Thank God it's 72 minutes long, so because uh, I will watch it again with some yeah, people. Yeah, that's the I'm thing. Sure. The runtime, the runtime is is beneficial because uh, even then it felt long because it, there's not a lot going on. There's nothing to really follow. It's just it's like Mad God, but Mad God has amazing sound, amazing visuals. You're watching stop motion. That's the most enthralling fucking stuff ever. Yeah. Everything is a piece of art. This is not that. Uh, there's neat things that happen, but there's also a lot of of insanity where you're just like uh confused and and don't know what to do so it's hard to sit through it even if it is an abbreviated runtime yeah uh you know kudos for them to follow this vision the way that they did it's definitely uh memorable it's definitely in your face doing what it wants to fucking do i don't know to what end uh i think it obviously got a lot of press and interest on the the festival front, it's still going to be in festivals across the world uh, through December. Oh yeah, I mean, so good for them. But I'm I'm definitely going to talk about this movie, you know, for the next week at least. Like, m- me just telling people I watched this crazy fucked up movie is going to get people to watch it, you know, here locally. Um, and yeah. then there, and then we're going to get to talk about it, which is pro- which, like we just said, is more fun than than watching it. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, fair enough. I mean, this could be something where merch for it would be kind of like neat because uh, it's very obscure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I imagine, you know, as time passes, uh, finding someone that's also seen it would probably be a fun thing to connect to know that you've experienced the same thing would be an interesting, uh, you know, uh, connection to have with someone, a stranger. Yeah. Yeah, like how <laughs> they use cg to cut out the green man who's doing this with the worm but then the flying worm but then on the tv screen in the the interview world the guy's in the mocap suit and he's got the sticks and he's doing this with the worm right in their faces like while they're conducting the interview and they're just kind of ignoring that he and the worm are there and it's like I know. You're just like, and some of the things happening? that he says are I thought were great. I think oh, the worm, him, the worm king. Yeah, like you have to unlearn your shapes. You have to unlearn your shapes. Like, Only then. What does like, that mean? What's your favorite shape? The octagon. I, I, How many sides does it have? Eight. No, the octagon has infinite wrong. sides. The, wrong, the <laughs> octagon has infinite sides. 
you have to un- you have to unlearn your shape, and only then can Man. you. Uh, what are these? Only then can you be free. I, I, don't, I don't even know. It's uh, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And it makes you question, you know, everything. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I stand by the five. There's yeah. a lot that we're getting out of it. You know, we're pulling a lot of really fun things to to dissect with it. Uh, but yeah, I can't in good conscience say like you know it's it's a it's a slam dunk to just go put it on and you'll feel the same way. Like I really I didn't feel this way after watching it. I'm only feeling this way now. Yeah, talking about it with you. <laughs> so it's I I am thing. exactly the same. So yeah, uh, watch it at your own risk. Five out of ten. Uh, um, from both of us, uh, five out of 10, uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, be back in five minutes for the podcast for the recently deceased. I am Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care. And we'll see you in a bit. 